0: Welcome to episode 15 of Thrive, mental health and the art of living free. We are ending a series all about soul care. The month of April has been all about soul care, and I hope you have enjoyed the different interviews from Rachel to Jolene, One Today with Amy. They have all been so good. If you haven't had a chance to listen, be sure to go back and listen to all of those interviews because they will really bless you and help you to care for your soul in the midst of all this craziness. So like I said, we are concluding our conversation on soul care. And I am looking forward to you guys hearing my conversation with Amy Seifert. She's such a delight. It's so practical. And really, she brings in this piece about connecting to our souls through our bodies and if you guys have been listening for for long you know I love neuroscience and how our bodies can change our minds and so without further ado here's my conversation with Amy I want to welcome to the show Amy Seifert Uh, Amy has been writing teaching and speaking on staff with crew which is campus crusade for Christ for over 17 years And she is currently the director of Onward Movement at Brookside Church. She is married to Rob since 2001, and they live in Bowling Green, Ohio, with her three children, Robbie, Olive, and Judah. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thanks for having me so much. Yeah, thank you for being brave. And we actually just met like five minutes ago. So this (laughs) is the best. (laughs) Exactly. I Facebook stalked you and here we are. I love it. (laughs) So we are in the middle of a series actually ending the series today all about soul care, self care, just this idea of what, what does this mean and how can we do this in a healthy way, especially in light of today's current events. So let's just start off really big picture. What does soul care mean to
1: you? Yes, it's so, it's a great conversation for right now. Soul care to me, I mean, it really feels like truly just that, like caring for one's soul. Um, And I think there's sort of two sides to this coin where we sort of work out our soul care with God as God is working inside of us Mm. to care for our soul. So, I mean, soul care feels like really spiritual work um the way that Paul talks about sanctification that we're working out as he's working in and yeah so that's sort of the big umbrella when i think about soul care
0: yeah how do you
1: feel like soul care and self care is different i know great question um it feels like a fine line to me because i don't know so soul care soul care is feels like this intentional restoration of your soul where mm, i love that yeah where self care is often, but not always limited to, um, kind of thought about as me time. Um, yeah. and that may or may not actually restore your soul, like binging on Netflix or getting, you know, like a <laughs> mani-pedi, um, that could be really great self-care, but that might not actually restore our soul. So I feel like they can overlap, um, or not. So, but I, I think for me, it's something I've learned over All the years of ministry is that it's really the state of your heart that matters with whatever Mm -hmm. you're doing um and something i talk about even in um, a post i had with a wife like me which i I think is where you found me yes um i talk about tennis actually being this crossover of self-care and soul care and how i can work out some real soul Issues with God on the tennis court, and I will walk away. I, I will walk away feeling restored because it is a, a mind, heart, soul, body experience where I feel like I really let a lot of frustration and hard things go. But then there's other times where I'm on the tennis court and I walk away frustrated and not restored at all. So um, mm-hmm. I think it really depends on the state of my heart and my heart posture before God, and even. Um, asking him to restore my soul in the middle of whatever this activity or this non-activity can be.
0: I love that. And I like the word
1: intentional because even if you're
0: watching Netflix, like if you're going in with the intentional expectation that I'm going to watch one or two episodes, yeah. then that can be very restorative. But if you go in with no intention with what you're doing and you you lay there for eight hours right. – that's obvious, especially in the middle of the night where you're not getting your sleep, that's obviously not going to be restorative. And so I love this idea of intentionality. What would you say, like, what has been helpful for you in regards to being intentional? Because I feel like it's one of those practices that sound so simple, but yet it's really complicated. Oh my
1: gosh. Especially right now. Um, everything, the, (laughs) the complexity in our lives has increased, um, by and large by who I'm talking to, but, um, Yeah, I think for me, the intentional um, time and I just started this practice again yesterday where I tell my kiddos like mama is closed right now (laughs) and um, Uh I'll go outside and sometimes it's a walk. Sometimes I sit there and stare at the grass and just feel the grass. Sometimes I practice 10 minutes of silence and solitude, Um, but really setting aside in that intentional way. That I am unavailable because I've got to take some time to restore those dry, cracked, broken places right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm hearing you say boundaries. Yes, it's a it's a, it's a ba- and I love how it's like ten minutes. And I think we're going to talk about that in a little yeah. bit. But you know, so much of what we do, it, it doesn't take that much time. But I think we really build it up in yeah. our mind that if we if we're going to care for ourselves, we need to have like a right. whole day. <laughs> you know, like I need to have a whole Saturday to do, get a massage, get this, take a nap. And it's like, who has time for a whole day off? Like nobody, nobody I know. (laughs) We have, (laughs) we have 10 minutes, we have 30 minutes. And so really that, I think the insight that's come out of this conversation with so many other people, including yourself is it doesn't take a lot of time. It's just about being intentional and and setting those boundaries. It's really
1: sort of realigning what, um, you want to be mindful about and centered on and even like five minute increments a few times throughout the day. Cause I feel like I can sit and have my quiet time in the morning, but then come mid afternoon, I, I need to realign
0: <laughs> <You gasps> Absolutely. Know, and
1: start again. Cause I've lost my way. The days are they warm. Are. They are. <laughs> it's like a. Every day is like an ultra. It is. It is. All the grace
0: for it right now. <laughs> yeah. So that leads me into my next question: Is what challenges are you personally facing, or as you're talking with other women in
1: regards to soul care and self care? Yes. Um. I think for me personally, so um. I. I'm ADHD. So I have this sort of (laughs) circus brain that is always moving, very creative, but it just kind of everywhere. So my challenges when I say, you know, I need to have some space is when I finally do get a little bit of space, maybe on my front porch by myself is the, everything is zipping around the to-do list and the grocery store and um, the things left undone. And I begin to feel like practicing maybe some stillness and this, this unproductivity is going to be negative. Um, And so to really put those thoughts to the side, sometimes I even just take a minute and write them down in my notes on my phone, just to capture them and quiet them. Um, And then to go back to just practicing some stillness, but it's my brain. It's my own self that Mm -hmm. is (laughs) sabotaging um, some intentional restorative time. So it sounds like your brain is, like, a super, super highway.
0: It is a super highway. Do, do you often find, too, that you feel guilty, oh, um, yeah. like, crea- creating those boundaries? Can you talk about that? Just, like, the guilt that you face, maybe feeling like you're not doing enough and that you yes. should be tending to your, to your to-do list? Because I feel like that maybe kind of, like, amps up it our does. brains. It
1: um, is. And I think this, no matter where you might fall on, I don't know how familiar your friends listening are with the Enneagram, but I'm a three Mm -hmm. and a three is like high productivity, achieving success oriented. And, um, I recently just was reading on, um, Enneagram and coffee, how life in quarantine at home for you right now to give yourself the grace and permission as a three to cut your productivity expectations in half. I know, oh. and that has given <laughs> that has given me a great deal of freedom to be like, okay, so sitting in silence or going on a nonproductive walk right now is is actually good and right and holy work, um, and for yes. me to take whatever guilty thoughts and to say, these are not these are not from God. I am not condemned Mm -hmm. i am i live in grace we stand in grace right now romans 5 2 says and so i need to continue to claim that grace even though all the guilty monkeys want to just run around my brain and uh wreak havoc
0: (laughs) i love that guilt does not come from god and so yeah i love the i love the word holy too in that that this is a holy work because we as his people are valuable and worthy And therefore we are worthy of being taken good yes. care of. And so taking good care of our souls and ourselves is a yes. holy work. I yes. love that. So we have guilt, we have a never-ending to-do list, we have whether or not you have kids or don't have kids, married, not married, you've got people in your life. There's a a lot going on right now. How have you overcome these challenges? Like what are the I'm a very practical person. Like give me the monkey bars of like what do I do, like one step after yes. the other type of thing. Talk to me about like just super simple, practical ways of overcoming challenges of
1: guilt, time. Oh my gosh, for sure. So a couple of practices that I even talk about in my new book, Grace Looks Amazing, on you is um, just even five minutes of stillness with a practice called Palms Down and Palms Up. And this is an exercise from Richard Foster's um, Celebration of Discipline, which is just this Christian classic book on the disciplines. And he has a practice, um, under his sort of meditation, not sort of, it is his meditation chapter. And what's really helpful in reading that chapter is sometimes meditation can kind of freak you out. Um, in the Christian world, you're like, wait, um, but I love his difference that he denotes like Eastern religion meditation is where you want to empty your mind, but Christian meditation is where you want to fill your mind with the thoughts of God. God's you truth. know, uh-huh. so palms down and palms up is some is where you sit and get as quiet as you can, which I know you might just need to lock yourself in the bathroom. Like I understand this is hard right now, <laughs> um, totally. where I close my eyes and I, you put your palms down saying as a posture of release that you're going to release. And this is where you can release that guilt for even being, doing this activity, <laughs> Um, and you yeah. name as many things as you need to let go and your palms are down as in you're not holding on to them right now. And so letting go of that uh, um you know, that, that yell that you had at your kid five minutes ago and you wish you wouldn't have mm-hmm. and you're wrestling with that guilt, um, releasing the frustration you have that your husband gets to go to work in the basement and you stay upstairs with everybody, you know, like whatever the things are, <laughs> <laughs> releasing them and spending all that time and releasing as much as you can, whatever is causing anxiety.
0: Yeah. I just love the the body posturing yes. part of it because the clients I deal with and even myself, like I have a lot mm-hmm. of anxiety and so I love those like actual physical yes. actions because if you try and just change your thoughts, it's likely to contribute mm-hmm. to the monkey brain.
1: But so, so we start with palms down and that's a release. Tell me yep. about the so palms So after you up. name as much as you possibly can and release, um, then just, there's this th- the slow turn of your palms up where you then receive. So it's this releasing and receiving and sometimes I can just sit there with palms up and that's it. Like, I don't even know what to say. And that's okay because Romans mm-hmm. 8 talks about the spirit will intercede with groaning when we don't have the word, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I love that. Scripture. Uh, and then sometimes I can get four words out from Psalm 23 that just says like, he restores my soul. And I repeat that mm-hmm. like God restore my soul um, or sometimes breathe the word Yahweh. Um, to just Mm. think about God being with me and, and present and here. And honestly, even if I do this, sometimes I set my phone for five minutes and when I hear the five minutes, I'm so sad it's done. And I stay longer because it's healing that hurry. It's, um, pouring grace on my guilt. There's just some, some real sweetness that happens in this practice for me.
0: I love that. Even, uh, even your voice, like as you were talking, like totally Mm, slowed down and it's, I think we can get so hurried and amped up. And I love the neuroscience behind all of this because God made our bodies so well. And whenever you do those like palms up, palms down activities, it helps you to get out of that fight or flight mode and into the thinking part of your brain. And so it was just neat to observe that, how it was just, I I slow down with you. Um, because our bodies are, um, connected to each other, even though we're not in the same room, it's neat. So as you, as you slow down, then the people in your world are likely to Absolutely. slow down with you and vice Absolutely. versa, as you amp up, they're likely to amp up with you because we're all agents of change within our own world. So I love that. And it was just fun observing it. Cause I could totally like feel <laughs> I love like it. the shift in a very, very subtle So the next question, which I feel like you have already answered in so many ways, is how do you believe this is scriptural? Because I I do feel like people have this, like, you know, misnomer that soul care, self-care is selfish. And I, as a believer, I do not need to think anything about myself. I need to be so focused on other people, always giving, always pouring out that if I do anything for myself or even
1: think about my own well-being, that that's selfish and therefore oh goodness, wrong. Yes. And I believe that life for a long time. Um, and just it actually came with a study of Sabbath where it was like, oh, my gosh, God built in rest and restoration into the rhythm of humanity. Like we see that at the beginning of creation, that the seventh day he rested and put that in for us. So even I think the order of creation speaks to resting the soul. Um, and then Mm -hmm. we see Jesus all over the place, often stealing away to pray, um, getting up early to pray, telling his disciples, let's get away for a little bit. And we see him bringing the disciples away from the chaos and the crowds to just rest. So that's always encouraging to me of, um, you know, the idea of empty cups can't pour. We, we've got to take the time to restore. And I think it's built into the rhythm of life and even our DNA, like as human. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, yeah, taking care of our body, it's a big deal. It's part of our stewardship. He's given us a body. We're not a part of our body. We are our bodies. We're, we're so connected um, <laughs> and to rest them and to mm-hmm. really trust God with them. I think there's that for me, that when I even take five minutes and I stop doing and I am just a being, I have to trust God that the world is going to continue to run, that <laughs> He is in control and He is King and I am not. It, it,
0: absolutely. It, it really is yep. so much yeah. faith that even that five minutes, something good is going to come from it, that, that I will... I think there's maybe even panic about if I take the five minutes, what if I don't feel better? Like what, what if, what if I feel further behind? And so maybe if I just, I know I am really guilty of this. If I can just get this one more thing done, then I'm going to feel better and always kind of like putting it off and just really being faithful to say, you know what? Like I am going to take this break to slow down and how, in doing that, it really is an act of faith and release yes. and surrender. So I think that's so. I think that's so beautiful. You, I love too. this conversation so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> talk to me about the mind body components you mentioned in regards to the yeah. palms up and palms down, and how that maybe helps you to to be more connected
1: with your body. How maybe that helps you to let go of you know judgment mm, to be more compassionate. Yes. Um, so. I have been in counseling on and off for years and have read various books on the brain and the way this works. And this idea of noticing our feelings in a non-judgmental, compassionate way has been so helpful for me Um, to just notice like, okay, there's a, my shoulders are tight. Um, my, My chest feels tight. So even when I'm sitting there doing some palms down, palms up exercises, I try to do a body scan and notice what's happening and slow everything down. Do you mind just talking real quick about what a body scan is, just in yes, case somebody doesn't and know? And recently, what it means? um Andy Kolber has a new book called Try Softer, and she's a licensed counselor, and she talks about doing this often. But yeah, just starting from the top of your head and kind um, in your mind's eye, noticing what's going on in your body down to the tip of your toes. So, okay, is, is there a headache in the back of, like behind my eyes? Are my, you know, sometimes I touch my forehead and relax my eyebrows because they're they're furrowed. <laughs> um, moving on down, am I smiling <laughs> My disgruntled How's my 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 face, um, and you know, going all the way down my shoulders, relaxing those. My breath, just slowing my breath down, and relaxing my arms. Just kind of noticing again with non-judgmental, compassionate noticing what's happening, and paying attention has helped me um, to just take care of my body and relax and where are some, are there any pain points? Are there any, um, you know, where am I carrying my anxiety? Where am I carrying, um, anything, anything? So yeah. That, yeah. Is that how you understand a body scan?
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think it's one of those simple things that, that uh, most, a lot of people know, but some people may not know. So I'm, I'm always just kind of like mindful of that yes. and it's kind of hard to explain. Right. Um, to make sure. And I love the part about non-judgmental compassion. And, and I, I have a lot of Enneagram okay. six tendencies. Um, and so I, I, I always yes. play the devil's advocate. And so as you're talking, I'm imagining that person that says, but yeah, but God judges me. He's not, he doesn't look at me with compassion. So I want to say yes. God does not judge you. <laughs> He is so compassionate. He is so loving. And if that's your theology, like I totally get where you're coming from, because I think a lot of us feel that God is judging us. Therefore, we need to judge ourselves harshly. But all I can tell you is that at the very core nature, the very core foundation of God is that he loves you. He delights in you. He is pleased with you. And therefore you can, you can be happy with yourself. It doesn't mean that you stay put, that you don't continue a transformation process, but he does not look at us with scowling eyes and, and uh, crossed arms mm-hmm. saying, if only you would work harder then I would love you. So take a deep breath and know that like the father does love you. He is pleased with you. And so you do not have to judge yourself. Right. So um, I just wanted to stop there and just say that because it sounds so simple, non-judgmental, and having self-compassion, but so many of my clients I work with, even myself, that's a struggle because I feel like I should judge myself harshly because if I could judge myself harder, then maybe so, I'll be better. Thank you for
1: saying that. Can I add to that? The I so the work yes, that I do. just um, put out with my new book, it's deep dive on grace for a hundred days, the hundred day journey, and one of my favorite discoveries is in Hebrews four sixteen that says the the literally the throne that God sits upon is called the throne of grace, so that we can come. Mm with and find non-judgment. We find compassion, joy, just grace upon grace, gift upon gift, grace and gift are synonymous. And just what you're saying, mm-hmm. he is ready to be sloppy with his grace, slosh it all over on us. Um, he's he's ready. We can boldly come and there's just gifts for us because he's not judging us. I love that. And oh, I can't wait you. to read your book. That's so exciting.
0: <laughs> it sounds so good. So I I really believe that If things, if actions are good, there's going to be certain fruit from those actions. And that's how I personally like to test is this really a healthy thing or is this a selfish thing? And if it's healthy, one of the byproducts, one of the fruits is that it's going to strengthen our relationships. It's actually going to bring growth, connection, um, intimacy, and richness. So, how do you feel that soul care, self care, has strengthened your relationship.
1: Um, if I aware of things that are happening in my body, if I take time to release and restore, um, I bring a calm into my home and I'm a mom of three and I also have a husband we've married for almost 19 years. And I realize that I can set temperature of my home i wish that i didn't but i do (laughs) um and so when i am calm i can i can even absorb their chaos and and bring calm to them but if i join their crazy then everything goes that way so um it's huge even when i release criticism of myself or my home or my children it really feels like you know, compassion and criticism are oil and water. Like they cannot coexist. And when I am compassionate toward myself and my home and the state of all the things and my children, that really, that really um, changes our relationships of the, the little humans around me. Um, <laughs> which has been helpful. Yes. There's this. Um, oh, oh, I love this book. It's called Parenting um, by. And he talks about, Uh oh, I love him so much. I love him. And he talks about um, if we start each day with, you know, a cup of, say, my cup has apple cider in it. We drink it a lot in my home. My son has Crohn's disease, and it's one of his favorite drinks that he can have on his diet. Um, Mm. Yes. um, Say I start with um, apple cider in my cup, and someone bumps into me, what's going to spill out on them is apple cider, right? Um, and so it's important for me to think about what is in my cup. So if I have frustration and bitterness and judgment and criticism in my cup and my kiddos bump into me, that's going to spill out on them. But if I fill my cup with grace and compassion and joy and kindness and they bump into me literally and figuratively all day long, that's what's going to spill out on them. Um, and so it's been freeing for me to even, again, one of, the, one of those like body moments where I'll dump out my like figurative cup, like pretend I have a cup in my hand in my kitchen and I'll be like, ooh, there's bitterness in there. I am frustrated. You know, I'm going to dump my cup. Mm. <laughs> I'm just dump it out and I'm going to ask God to fill it with kindness and joy and hope and peace. And it's sometimes it, I feel like he does. And sometimes it's by faith that I'm going to choose to believe that that's in there. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love the physical, uh, the symbolism of that. We need Damn. those little actions to
1: reset, and I think it's fun that, the way it's it yes. done. my cup, <laughs> <think it> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's a little. Helpful I love practice that. That if you were to watch me fly in the wall, you might see me do that little dump <laughs> in my kitchen.
0: Love it. Well, I've loved this conversation about soul care. Um, this has been my fourth interview, and I love how each of the interviews mm. have a different like flavor. Uh, and contribution to the conversation, and each one is just slightly nuanced different. And I love today about bringing in the body to it because I feel like that's such a obvious way of caring for our soul is through the body. And I loved your practical takeaways. And so I hope you are able to practice palms up, palms down. And you guys got to get the book for sure. Talk to you. Yeah. I just have some kind of like rapid fire questions. Talk to me about what you are excited about right now.
1: My book came out two weeks ago. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I'm excited. It's still number one on new releases in Inspiration Spirituality today. Thank you. It's held strong for two weeks. That's really fun. Um, And then this is just like a super fun one that is not applicable right now because no one is traveling. But I love the Nordisk backpack these days, it's (laughs) really fun. um i'm a what fan do you love of, about it like beautiful design, and this book bag is beautiful in every single way. I had a trip canceled to Israel at the beginning of the coronavirus, and I was all set to take Aww. my book bag with me, but yeah this backpack's awesome um yeah, it's beautiful, and it has every kind of pocket you need, and i just I adore it <laughs> I do you <laughs> love the organization. <laughs> Uh, talk
0: to me about what podcast are you listening to right now? And are you listening to podcasts? Because I know um, I think people are struggling to listen to podcasts right now. So I'm kind of oh curious about your yes, podcasts listen. And wow.
1: wow. That surprises me. I'm listening to so many. Um <laughs> Um, I yes, cool. <laughs> mom struggling well. Um, is one that I really love. I'm listening to Brene Brown's her new. I mean, it's just as new. Unlocking Us podcast. I love Jen Hatmaker. Yeah. I've been listening to her for years. Um, of Downs. Yeah, these are some tried and true ones in my life. Yes, they yes, your it's own big podcast. Tell um, us about your podcast. And we are just two women juggling a circus of all kinds of things, and we deep dive into. All kinds of fun. So yeah, my podcast is a fun one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what books are you currently reading or recently read? Well, I mentioned Try Softer
1: by Andi Kolber. Um, I keep coming back to it. It is so underlined and highlighted. Um, She's just, yeah, even what you're talking about today would be so applicable. Um, Changes that heal. Henry Cloud and Townsend, they are amazing for all their work.
0: Um, yes.
1: Adore is um, a devotional that I'm reading by Sarah Haggerty. Um, yeah, those are sort of the, the Trisopter and Adore are my. Well, and then this other one that I keep coming back to is Beth Moore's newest, um, Chasing Vines. So good. Uh uh-huh. um, Yeah, those are my ones. I'm a reader. Yeah, cool. I, I just so you're writers a reader. are probably readers, so I'm always reading something. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. Exactly yes <laughs> or yes. multiple somethings right
1: oh my gosh i love Where instagram the most you. so you can find me at amy seifert s-e-i-f-f-e-r-t um and then i'm also on facebook um i have an author page uh amy seifert there and then my website amyseifert.com
0: well thank you so much amy for being on the show this has such, been such a delight to oh, talk to you, you oh
1: my gosh cheers to you so great you're yes.
0: so welcome How good was that conversation? I told you guys, I love the practicality. I love the richness and the simplicity. Um, But more than anything, I love Amy's heart. So be sure to get her book and follow her because I think she adds such value to this conversation. Thank you for joining me this week on Thrive, Mental Health and the Art of Living Free. Make sure to visit my website where you can subscribe to the show. And be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, If it's Apple, Stitcher, wherever, that way you never miss a show. And while you're at it, would you help me out by adding some stars to the rating and tell a friend about the show? And just as a little plug, I am going live every weekday morning on Facebook. So if you're looking for some, some counseling thoughts, some ways to help you in the midst of this crisis, be sure to uh, go on my Facebook page at Melissa Clark Counseling. And every morning around 9am, I go live and talk with you about anxiety, grief, time management, all just different kind of practical stuff, some counseling stuff to help you. Be sure to tune in next week where we start a whole new series. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we are going to be talking about eating disorders, addictions, bipolar, and so much more. You're not going to want to miss an episode of the show because it's going to be so good. I have some really great interviews lined up for you. Have a great week and I will see you back here next Friday. Bye-bye.